Thank you, Brother Terry. Well, if you brought your Bibles this morning, please turn to the book of Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah. We want to look at Jeremiah chapter 29. Perhaps a familiar passage. Jeremiah chapter 29, and we want to look at just a few verses. I'd like to share with you a sermon that I've entitled, God's Plan, Our Response. God's Plan and Our Response. Jeremiah chapter 29. We want to look at verse 4, and then we'll look at verse 11 through verse 14. Jeremiah, there in the Old Testament, at the end of Isaiah, right around in the end of Isaiah, the end of the book, close to the end of the book, Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah 29, verse 4. God's plan, our response. Jeremiah 29, verse 4. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. That's very important. One translation says, Whom I have sent from Jerusalem to Babylon. The King James uses those I have caused to be carried away. I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Look, if you will, at verse 11. God says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, And I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whether I've driven you. Notice that. Whether I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again unto the place whence I caused you to be carried away into captive. We live in a dark world today. Whatever category you pick, it's dark. Whether it's the financial category, it's dark. Whether it's the political divide we have in our country today, it's dark. Whether it's the moral decline that we see in our nation and around the world, it's dark. Whether it's the military challenge in regards to terrorism, it's dark. The decline of marriage, it's dark. Even the redefinition of the marriage law, dark. It's dark, and it's getting darker. But with all of that in mind, God has established around the world little places, places of light, congregations, if you would, places that are to illuminate. Places that are to be more precious, the darker things get. Because these places, these scattered houses of light, these scattered congregations here and there, 
are not dependent on things that are happening out there. Now, there's a verse found in God's Word that should really encourage every one of us, regardless what you may be going through. Verse 11 in Jeremiah 29 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. The American Standard Version says it this way, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for evil, and to give you a future and to give you a hope. In Jeremiah 29, things were real dark. Things were dark for God's people. They were in captivity. They were in Babylon. Verse 4, it's quite interesting. If you'll look at that, it says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. So in essence, verse 4 says they've been placed in captivity. They've been placed in this particular situation, circumstance, by God, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. Friend, listen, Babylon is not a Christian environment. It's not a place a Christian would want to be in. Uh, it had different values. Babylon was against all their beliefs. Babylon had no respect whatsoever for their God. Babylon had a secular society. Babylon didn't have a biblical worldview, it had a secular worldview. And so God's people, they were in a place that was complete opposite of what they were in and what they had believed. And things were bad. They didn't think things could get any worse. The financial market was bad in Babylon, the housing market was bad in Babylon. However, there was some good news for bad times. Because God's Word says, God told them, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now some of you are here this morning, and you're going through a bad time. You're going through a bad way to say the least. But Jeremiah 29, 11 gives a promise, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. To give you a future and to give you hope. Hope. What's hope? I liked one definition I found. It says hope is... The joyful expectation about tomorrow in spite of what you're going through today. The joyful expectation of tomorrow, tomorrow in spite of what you're going through today. God wants to give you hope. He wants to give you joy. He says, he says I have plans for your welfare and not for evil, but to give you a future and a hope. He wants to give you hope. He wants to give you a future of hope. He wants to give you joy. 
Hope is joyful expectations about tomorrow in spite of what I'm going through right now. Joy is where I'm going is going to be better than where I've been and where I am. That's joy. Joy is my tomorrow is going to be better than my yesterday. You see, you can't really get along well without hope. But you can go a long, long way when you have hope. You can go through a lot when you have hope. That's something that you can look forward to in spite of what you're going through right now. Songwriter said it this way, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, His righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. I don't know where you are right now with your problems and with your headaches and with your heartaches, but you can't lose sight that God is sitting on the throne and He knows where your address is. He knows what you're going through. And He wants to give you a future of hope. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Now, as you look at this message, the message of Jeremiah 29, 11, regardless where you are, what you're going through, God has something planned for you. Look at verse 12 and 13. Verse 12 says, Then you shall call on me, And you shall go and pray unto me, and I'll hearken unto you. Verse 13, And you will seek me and find me, and you shall search for me with all of your heart. So God says regardless where you are, regardless what you're going through, there's something that you need to remember. Now, normally I'll have three points to a sermon. But today I just have one point. Someone I remember years ago when I was in seminary, they, somebody asked the professor, how many points are you supposed to have in the sermon? He gave some good advice. He said, well, just make sure you have one point for preaching the sermon. <laughs> so here's the point. He's taking notes. One point. The point is, wherever God al- whenever God allows things to go left, it's done right. Whenever he allows those to go left, continuously and consistently, he is always driving you to a deeper experience to him. When things aren't going right, God is always driving you to a deeper experience with him. Regardless what your hurt may be, as an individual and as a church, things don't go right and you have tornadoes, have to remember that God is using those things to drive us to Him. Now, throughout the Bible, you can find times, find situations when God allows things to get worse on purpose. You hear that? Sometimes God allows things to get worse 
on purpose. He put people in impossible situations. Let me give you some examples. If you remember Israel, they were in captivity for a number of years. Then all of a sudden, God gave them their freedom. And they left Egypt. And they were happy to get out of bondage under Pharaoh. And so they make this great exodus out of Egypt. And they get to the Red Sea. And they have a problem. They're out of slavery but they're facing the Dead Sea. They have another problem. They have Pharaoh's army coming from behind, and they have the Dead Sea in front of them. The Bible says, and God led them there. (laughs) God led them to that situation. God allowed things to go wrong. For a purpose. God led them from where they were, which was pretty bad, but He led them to a worsening situation. The Israelites. If you remember, God told Abraham, I want you to take the life of your son. I want you to kill Isaac. I want you to sacrifice Isaac. And Abraham was between a rock and a hard place. Because on one hand, God condemned child sacrifice. Don't do it. Then on the other hand, he commands Abraham to take his son's life, to kill his son. There's a contradiction there. In the New Testament, he told Mary and Martha, your brother's going to... He's going to live. He's not going to die. And a few days later, guess what happened? He died. There's a contradiction there. Things got worse. They blamed God. And they said, if you had been here, this would not have happened. So this morning, I suggest to you that much of what you're going through, except the consequence for some sin, much of what you're going through may just be on purpose. So the question is this. Could it be that the darkness that we're facing as a nation, as a country, with everything that's happening in our country, let alone the world, could it be on purpose? Could it be that God is driving His people to have a new experience with Him? Could it be that God, whatever you're going through, that God is using that to drive you to have a more deeper relationship with Him? To renew some commitments and promises that you've made to God and you've brushed over and forgot because they've been so long ago? And God's driving you and driving me in order to have a relationship that we should have with Him? You see, every time I've noticed in God's Word, every time God created a a contradictory situation on purpose that made things worse, it was because He was getting ready to show up some way to His people. To do something great and magnificent in the lives of His people. In order that they could have a testimony that they would not have had if things had remained as normal 
as they were. Some of you may be going through a difficult time right now. But it could be that it's on purpose. And God wants to use this time in your life to draw you to Him where He can do something in your life that would really just blow your mind. He's seeking to draw the church back to Him. You see, as as a congregation, we have to be careful because we can get too close to culture. Um, We've gotten too close to the culture. We've gotten so close to the culture that oftentimes we've forgotten our relationship with God. It's all about out there and not what God would have us be in here. I watched the ball game. Well, I watched two of them yesterday. One of them was pretty hard to watch. I can tell y'all were praying for me that first game. Yeah. I was at Doug Behrman's eating catfish. I think he just invited us just to torture me over there. (laughs) But in football, you have three teams on the field. I mean, you have home, the home team, the visiting team, and then you have the team of officials. The third team is not like the other two teams. I mean, they don't belong as the other two teams belong. They belong to a a different kingdom called the league. And for them to take sides on the field really is a dishonor to the league. They're to be on the field, but they're not of the field. They're not to be committed to either team. They even have their own book. They have their, their own book that has rules and how they function on the field. Sometimes the home team likes them. Sometimes the visiting team likes them. Sometimes the home team yells at them. Sometimes the visiting team yells at them. I was yelling at them last week. Not this week. And Judy said, I hope you know they can't hear you. (laughs) And I said, turn the TV up then. (laughs) Help me out. But they're not to please either side, but they're there to please the league. However, the moment they choose sides... They delegitimize their existence. And so today we've allowed the church to delegitimize its existence. It's not that things are happening in the culture that's making the culture bad, it's things that's happening in the church that's making the culture. We have delegitimized the church. Therefore, God allows things to get worse where we can reclassify ourselves and know whom we belong, that we're not of this world, 
but we're the kingdom of God. God says to you, to me, to the church, I have a plan for you, but I have to drive you to me. Verse 4, he says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, and all that carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem into Babylon. And so God is saying to Israel that you're where you are because before you would not take me seriously or serious, and I put you in exile. Did you know that God has to get us ready to receive what he has for us that's good? We like just to get good things from God. Sometimes we're not ready for those good things. It's kind of like pizza. I like pizza. You ever watch them? I'm in a real pizzeria. You know, and they take that dough, and they really, they're really hard on the dough. And they beat the dough, and they... They slap the dough, they beat the dough, they pound the dough, they roll the dough, and they beat it some more, then they twist the dough, and then they roll the dough, and the dough goes through a lot before it can receive the good stuff like pepperoni and onions and tomatoes and all of those things. The dough goes through a lot before it receives the good things. And we want from God, all we want from Him is the good stuff. And God says... You're not ready to receive the good stuff. God says in verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you the expected end. Then you shall call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I'll hearken unto you, and you shall seek me and find me, when you shall search for me with all of your heart. Verse 14, And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I'll turn away your captivity. I'll gather you from all nations and from all places where I've driven you, saith the Lord. I'll bring you again into the place where I caused you to be carried away captive. God says, listen, I'm going to restore you. Restoration, he says. You know, restoration is to give you back what you've lost. Going to give you back what you've lost. I'm going to restore you. I'm going to give you your peace and your joy and your happiness. I'm going to give your broken homes and your broken marriages and your broken health and your relationships. But first, you must call on me. You must draw near me. Fixing the clothes. We need to look at our challenges that we're going through right now and our problems perhaps and our burdens and all the difficulties. And the things that you're experiencing right now are nothing more than God putting you perhaps in a no-win situation to drive you, to drive me, to drive us to Him. To drive us to a deeper, deeper level where He can bail us out and restore us as His people. Don't give up whatever you're going through. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Don't walk away. Because God is simply saying, go deeper. Experience me deeper. Experience me more. Call on me more. Draw to me. And I will restore you.
Don't miss the message. Whatever you do, don't miss the message. God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. To give you peace and not evil. And to give you hope that expected end. Let's have a prayer together. Father, thank you for speaking to our hearts this morning. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to know, even in my own heart, as recent as last week, I could sense you drawing me from things, Lord, that because of things that were happening in my life to a deeper relationship with you. Now, there are times, Lord, that you put us in those situations. Then there are times in our life where you allow those situations to take place that will grow us. You're sovereign. You can do whatever you want to do. You're God. And so help us to realize your sovereignty over our lives, but help us to realize your love and your concern for us when our relationship begins to wonder that we begin to walk away and we're not as close to you as we are to the culture help us Lord to not miss this message this morning and we make this prayer in Jesus name Amen